hesitation Got me going crazy Keep it moving, I'm tuned in to True North Racing The podcast that you need if you got the need for speed John Morrison interviewing guests in the industry Short track, stock car racing Gotta get it hyped, Saturday night under the lights Hear the engine rooming by Smell the gas and feel the vibe Going into overdrive Drop the flag, then the car zooming by True North Racing, let's go What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the True North Racing Podcast. I'm your host, John Morrison. If you guys you guys are noticing right now, we're uh, a couple men shy or women shy tonight. Um, Megan Mitchell and uh, Caitlin Walls are unable to make you in to uh, with us tonight uh, to record the show. Um, we're going to talk about all that in just a little bit here, but uh, we're we're all feeling under the weather today. We uh, we had a great weekend with some great friends and. Uh, Unfortunately, we're all kind of feeling a little down today, a little bit under the weather. So hopefully, uh, uh, hopefully Megan and Caitlin feel better. And uh, I wish them a speedy recovery. It was a crazy night last night. Um, so I, I, I'm going to go into a few things here before we bring in our guest, Dante, uh, to talk about his karting career and where he wants to end up. But for right now, guys, it's... Uh, Man, this past weekend was fantastic. If you guys saw on our uh, Jomo Media Driver Rundown, it, you guys would have seen that this past weekend, Megan, Caitlin, and myself, and uh, our significant others, we went down to Delaware Speedway. Or not Delaware, sorry. We went to Weekend. And we got to get dirty for the first time since uh, 2019. And, uh, man, was it fantastic to be back at the Big O, uh, back at Oshwegen, to see how uh, the improvements that Glenn Stiers and the team have made to the racing surface i do think the weight was uh well worth it uh we had they had two weeks off because the weather just wasn't cooperating so they uh um unfortunately they were unable to race the past two weeks but we were able to get in this week which i was so excited about uh there was 360 sprints there's crate sprints th- uh thunder stocks and there's also mini stocks on the card and uh i'd say this they were people miss going to Oshwegan. Clear, clear as day, they all miss going to Oshwegan because the mini stocks had 30 cars. The crate sprints had to send cars home. They just sent six cars home. Uh, the thunder stocks, they had a full field, I believe 28, 28 to 30 of them. And as well as uh, the 360 sprints, they also had um, 28 cars, I believe. But it was a fantastic night of racing. Uh, Dylan Westbrook got the dub in uh in the 360, um, Darren Dryden, former Canadian modified racer, got uh, got in the got it done in the crates. Uh, Dave Bailey got it done in the Thunderstocks. Man, I don't, I can't remember who got it done in, in the mini stock, but it was such a it was such a great race. It was such a great night of action. Uh, Jack and I headed home uh, for the night, and then uh, yesterday we or Saturday we all headed down to Caledonia area and we hung out with uh, we. So the plan was, was that uh, Megan, Garrison, myself, and Jacqueline, we were all going to go to Merrittville um, and <laughs> on the way. But we hadn't – so throughout the week, we actually um, – Megan's parents actually threw, put together a surprise party for her because Megan turned 25 on Tuesday. And what a way to celebrate then by having a surprise party at her sister's house. And – it was so much fun. There were so many people there. We had, uh, it, it was such a great time. We all 
I, I think we all maybe guys will uh, drink a little more than we really should. Um, I'm definitely feeling today for a guy who doesn't normally drink. And, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to uh, uh, get to bed early tonight after we're done recording this. And then, uh, you know, this the, when you guys hear this, this is going to be Wednesday this week. Um, tomorrow I have my kids. And because of how I'm feeling, I'm kind of just going to go to bed after this and get some rest before going back to uh, my day job tomorrow. So this is, uh, yeah, we're going to have a, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, on the Jumbo Media Drivers side, we didn't get a chance to do the post up today, uh, but it will be up Monday. So if you guys are hearing this, it's already up on our, um, it's already up on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. So go take a look. Um, I, I'm so out of it right now, guys. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm kind of just going to get through uh into this we so if you guys want to see where your favorite general media driver finished check out our uh facebook instagram and twitter pages uh cvm side we had the week off so there was nothing really there but we are headed back to flamborough speedway this weekend as we start a four in a row i believe it's four in a row because i think we go all the way to july 2nd i think and then we're off for like two weeks I just, or something like that i can't remember but yeah we uh we're going back racing this weekend we're doing about four in a row so Hopefully a lot of the cars are able to uh, continue. Hopefully we see an influx of more cars coming out. I would like to see hopefully uh, 15 to 16 cars this week. So if you got yourself a young driver's can even modify it and, and you guys can bring it out, please do come on, uh, come on out, bring it out, come racing. Um, that's all I really got for that side. Um, I, I'm really sorry, guys. I'm not over, overly feeling the best, but we are, we're still going to get the show done. And uh we're, we're going to bring Dante in here in just a second. So why don't we just get ourselves right into it now? Let's, uh, let's bring in Dante. All right, guys. Joining me this week on the True North Racing Podcast is Dante. Oh, crap. I already forgot how to. How do you, how do you say your last name, man? You, you, you can do it a lot better than I can. Uh, Keys Pay. Keys Pay. All right. How's, uh, how's your year been going so far? Uh, the 2022 season. It's been uh, off to a great start. You know, a lot of my experience from last year and the off season, a lot of training. So glad to see it start paying off. Um, last Sunday was my first race of the year and we were strong all day. Uh, first in all of our sessions until the race. Uh, I had an I had an issue with my brakes when I pulled. There was no brakes. So. By the time my cart gripped up, I spun and lost the place. And by the time I was uh, right on the tail of first place again, it was, the race was over. You know, we, we were trying to schedule this, I think, for next week. And then uh, you had a race, so you weren't sure. So I just moved you a week um, a week before. So we, uh, we were able to get you on here. But uh, for anyone who's listening to the show and doesn't know who, exactly who you are, why don't you talk, tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah, so as you know, my name's Dante Kispe. Uh, I'm 16 years old. Uh, from here, Barrie, Ontario. So, you know, everyone knows Barry. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I come from a pretty mixed background. I'm South American and... Uh, a bit of European in me as well. So there's that, um, you know, cars I've lived, breathed, eaten cars all my life since, uh, 
since even before I could walk, uh, my parents always tell me stories of um, they would have to constantly play the Cars movie on repeat for me over and over again. Um, Sounds about order- par for the course. Yeah. <laughs> See, now my uh, I have a, a nephew. He's the same way with Cars. But his parents are lucky because there's three movies now. My parents only had one. So uh, nice to see. Uh, hey, you just need to go out there and get the other two. It's not that hard. Yeah. Now now I got the other two. Surprisingly, I was like, when they came out, I was so excited. And I'm, I don't remember how old I was. But like, yeah, my, my friends like kind of judged me. They're like, that's a kid movie, bro. And I was like, it's my life. Hey, nothing wrong with it, man. Like, shoot, I'll still sit down. I got two kids myself. I'll sit down and I'll and I'll watch Cars with them and I'll get right into it. Like, yeah, I got no right. shame in saying it. Cars three is my favorite one. <laughs> exactly. Like, um, you can't even you can't even hate it. You watch it and it's like you become a kid again. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's really where my uh, kick for Cars and Racing came from. Just those movies, and then. When I was old enough, like older, uh, Fast and Furious was introduced to me. Then my dad started, um, you know, teaching me how to drive. Uh, we would we got a console and we started playing racing games together. And uh, he was always really good. I was always really bad at it compared <laughs> to him. It wasn't until like a few years where I really understood the concept. And then yeah. I started keeping up with him and beating him. But, like, that was our thing. So how old were you when you started doing that? Um, I was about eight or nine. Okay. Somewhere around there. So when did, uh, when did you first get introduced <laughs> and get behind the wheel of a, of a race car? Of a race car? Or go-kart. <laughs> oh, that was, that was last year. Okay. So that was – there's a whole backstory of that. Oh, we want to hear, man. That's what we're here for. (laughs) No, it was just, um, you know, uh, I'm in high school. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. And, you know, it's like, well, I'm good at this racing thing. I I was esports racing for a while and, you know, doing my own thing for fun before then. So I was like, why not give racing in real life a try? you know, see if I could do what everyone else is doing. Yeah. So I went about looking for ways on how to do that. <coughs> Sorry. It's okay, man. Still a bit sick. Um, but yeah, at the time I was in a relationship. Um, it wasn't too, too healthy of a relationship. So it kind of limited me on uh, how I like how I wanted to move into this whole racing scene yep. and the familiarities with it. So by the time um, I had figured out uh, how to get in involved, right. I was talking to um, Brian Graham from BGR okay, about joining in an F1600 because I saw one of their ads on Instagram and we talked on the phone and we set up a, um, uh, an interview like an in-person meeting yeah where i would go down to the garage so with <coughs> excuse me with that all set um i told my then girlfriend about it 
she wasn't too happy. Uh, and then, so that was put off for a while. And, and when things broke off, um, I finally actually got to meet Brian and we talked about it and he recommended, I went to Mossport in Bowmanville yep. to uh, do a number in there, see how I do just to get some on-hand experience before throwing me into a real car. Yeah. <clears throat> oh my God. But, um, yeah, sorry. This is all over the place. <laughs> it's, all, hey, it's all good, man. I'm just trying to remember the sequence of it all happening. It happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I ended up going to Moss Sport. I did my rookie training. I, and then first race comes around and I was really kind of, I was feeling a little intimidated because there was people there who have been doing this kind of karting for like years Yeah, and know the ins and outs of it. Even kids who are younger and or older than me. Right. So I was a little worried. Um, but at the same time, I had trust in that I could quickly adapt to the situation. So uh, I just remember uh, intentionally locking my brakes on the first practice just to get used to it, yep. see what I do. And then qualifying came around. I think I qualified um, fifth that day. And then in the pre-final, I made up a position. And then in the actual race itself, I finished third. Which So that was the first time you ever got in a cart? Yeah. Oh wow. So it kind of it kind of gave me that confidence boost of, you know, never being in like a racing situation in real life before and yeah. then seeing that I was besting these guys here and there like where I could. So that really just gave me that boost of what I needed in order to propel my advancements in racing in my mind. Right? Because yeah. now now this showed me that you know, I have goals and I have the somewhat skill of making it to those goals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that season went off pretty well. Um, but yeah, that's basically how I got started in racing. Well, that's an interesting way. So you're essentially, you're, you, you yourself are essentially still a rookie to, um, the actual karting, uh, world. Um, so what division do you race now and what kind of carts are they? So I'm still in, uh, the Moss sports Madrill rental carts. Okay. So they're just still the arriving drive carts. I don't okay. have 10 grand to go spend on, you know, a, a two stroke. Hey, that's understandable. Get... Um, with my plan, um, after last year I did, um, a really good job with last season. I finished with a total of two podiums and two wins and that got the attention of some teams. Yep. <coughs> Which was good on my part. I, I wanted to advance up into uh, formula four. Okay. I wanted to skip as much as I could just to regain, regain that ground that I had originally lost with starting so late. Yep. Because I was 15 at the time and now I'm 16. Yeah, I should have been doing this when I was eight is what I'm being told. Right. But I didn't have that luxury. So yeah, I'm here now. Um, 
but yeah, so I, I just put my name out there to the teams and uh, some, I actually got teams emailing me offering. Oh, wow. <coughs> so before uh, about like two months ago, the total was from that season. I had two, um, I mean, sorry, 10 offers to race oh, wow. in four on different categories. So like, um, in Italy, in France, in Spain, in the States, just places around there, basically. Yeah. And that felt even better because I was like, there's people who are carting for like four years of their lives and don't yeah. even get like an opportunity. And now here I am with a few. Right. Yeah. Because majority of them were, I would have to pay the team, but I yeah. had a few where they would pay me to go. Yeah. But the only issue was like, there was one for the States and they wanted to put me under a hundred thousand dollar contract. Oh, wow. But they wouldn't cover, um, uh, what's it called? Travel and living expenses. But they also requested that I would be there for um, every two weeks. Yeah. Oh, so you might as well have had to move there. Yeah. Yeah. So basically that hundred grand would have been gone within yeah. like a month. So it wasn't really worth the move. Yeah. So that's why I decided to uh <coughs> <coughs> sorry. That's why I kind of decided just to stay for another season, wrap up more sponsors and uh see what I can do. And so far that's been going well because um there's this new electric Formula 4 series that opened up okay. called the ERA. It's in uh, Europe. And because it's brand new, it's also a great way for me to get noticed because it is not only an electric single-seater, which would make me one of, you know, yep. um, 32 other drivers and other than the Formula E guys yeah, compared to everyone else in a gas-powered car. So that would limit the spectrum of who's seeing who. Yeah. And I thought that was a good idea. And they were telling me, they were working with me saying, I explained I needed to get these licensings and that there's these fees that I would obviously have to cover. Yeah. And then just overall things like that, but they would be willing to help in terms of looking out for sponsors and creating connections which I found really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And because of the fact that I'm still a rookie to this, right. This is all the first time I've been finding out about this. So um, I had, I got in contact with uh, CASP, which is Ontario's motorsport uh, body. Yep. About uh, a provincial license because I would need to get my international D license to race and in order to do that i would need to compete in five asn sanctioned races and i need a certificate of achievement from a racing school and to do that i would need obviously the provincial license to perform in those uh five races yeah and so i had met with the director for that we talked about a plan so that's currently in motion I'm just currently focusing on my racing um, season and I'm working as much as I can because um, I currently just, I support my racing career. Yep. So just me. Um, 
so I just, I work to pay for my races, the gas and the food, but I'll also have to pay for the licensing fees and the racing school. And I have to do about three classes at, um, Brock's racing Academy. Okay. So two racing observations and then an exam. And each of those classes are $500 for the day with tax. <coughs> so I got to, I got to make a work working plan. I got to put that all in motion. Yeah. But yeah, so that's been the plan with that. And then with once I get my license and do those races as well, I feel like that'll also pour more attention into me for sponsorship opportunities because there's a lot of places in Barrie who are uh, very culturally diverse. Yep. Right. As I said, I was Peruvian and, you know, I want to race in Formula One. Yeah. If you look in Formula One's history, there's never been a Peruvian F1 driver. So my my thinking behind that is a lot of people would get behind that. And yeah. especially with the fact that uh, I'm planning to race in that electric Formula Four series, a lot of people would get behind that as well because it's a renewable source of energy and it's a cleaner form of racing. So they Absolutely. say. That's, yeah, a, that's so. incredible, though, man. Like you know, having I, I'm I'm still trying to just take it all in because you know it's it's one of those things that like you know we've chatted. Uh, here and there sporadically uh, since last year um, yeah. and you know you you asked me to come on I you know I was like you know what yeah sure you know we'll, we'll get you on it sometime this year and uh, it's it's really interesting actually sitting here listening to you talk about your career and you know having the goals to get to F1 having the goals or to the uh, I'm going to assume also to the Formula E series if uh, um, if F1 doesn't work out but still to have these goals and have these and you definitely have the drive to do it. I, I, first of all, I'm going to say I'm proud of you, man, because uh, that, that's just incredible to, to hear from, you know, you, you do present yourself very well as a 16 year old. You, and th- no doubt in my mind, there's that, that's exactly why, you know, people are talking to you because you're, you're making these moves for you, these moves for yourself. And, you know, these are goals you, you set out for. And, and, you know, it's, it's just incredible to hear so so much maturity uh, from a 16 year old to sit there and uh, and talk about you know these goals and these plans because sometimes it's it's all by luck and and by the sounds of it I I assumed you've been racing for 10 15 years <laughs> but the fact that you're still a rookie and you're getting these offers and you're talking to guys it is pretty incredible. So I do got to applaud you, man, because you you so far you you've definitely persuaded me to uh, you know that that you're you're a different breed, and I, and I appreciate that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm a different breed. Yeah. I'll but, keep that. One. <laughs> but you know, man, it's uh, so you got these dreams, you got these aspirations to get to F1 or Formula E, even to get yourself a seat in F and E. Um, uh, EF or F4 electric. Um, where do you, so this year are you, you're doing the rent to ride, uh, karting again at Mossport, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So what I got to know, because I'm not, I don't go out to Mossport. I haven't, I don't think I've ever been to Bowmanville. 
Um, and I guarantee you that's probably a little bit of a hike coming from Barry. Yeah. What, where is the go-kart track on the facility and how long of a track is it? Oh, so at CTMP, there's, you know, the CTMP track. Yep. And then, um, it's just, there's three gates. So one, one gate is for a racing school, I believe. Yep. And they do all sorts of events there. Like last Sunday, they were, uh, having a bunch of cars drifting around. Uh, the second gate is for the karting track, which is right there. And then the third gate is for the actual, uh, the actual racetrack itself. Okay. So uh, the, the track, I don't know how long, how big it is actually. Uh, hold on. Maybe I can um, look that up right now. Absolutely, man. Take, take your time. Go look it up. Cause I, I'm, it's interesting to hear because you know, you're, you're essentially our first <laughs> full-time go-karter we've had. We've had guys on the show that have moved up from karting up into mini stocks, up into thunder cars or super stocks, as we call them out here. And so to hear that, you know, you're, you're taking a different route is to get where you want to go. Like I said, it's remarkable, but yeah, I want, I want to know what this, how long this course is. Cause I, for you to track down a guy on a track is after spin out is, you know, quite, quite impressive to say the least. It's um, 1.5 kilometers. Okay. That's a pretty good size track then. Yeah. It was All just, right. um, yeah, you know, um, the person I was chasing down, Michael, you know, we're good friends. So we race clean. We race hard, very competitive with each other. It's just, um, you know, taking to it. Uh, last year, I looked for more advice from him. This year, it's the opposite. So. Uh, just, you know, the training I put in at the off season, uh, I worked really hard and it paid off very well as so I you, saw by the results. So, so you're, you're speaking of training, what kind of training are you doing <clears throat> in the off season? So, um, I had a mock-up build on a set of Corsa of the actual track. So I would race around that as much as I could on the sim. Okay. And then. I would also be working out my body. So that would include reaction time, my um, my foresight and my nearsight so that I can have a better vision of everything. Like I could clearly see through here. Like yeah. I could see everything. Um, my, my core and my arms so that I can have, you know, smoother steering and it's not as uh, straining on my arms. And then my legs as well. Um, so I was just doing full body workouts like six times a day, targeting different times, parts of my body, and then going to work. Oh, wow. And then coming back, doing the same thing, hopping on the simulator, and, it would, and then I would go to sleep. Jesus Christ. And it was just that kind of same thing over and over and over again every day. And my friends would be like, dude that's a bit excessive but um to me it wasn't i felt like last year um i kind of slacked it off it was more of just me going there rather than me doing any training yeah so this year was to make it up for 
and to show that I'm there to race and be ready to race. <coughs> so for this uh, 2022 season, what what are your plans for the season for the year? So for the season, my plan is to take home the championship because um, I've shown that uh, I'm a contender for it. So taking home that championship would be idealistic, not only for myself in fulfilling my goal, but in also, you know, showing uh, in terms of sponsorship that, you know, this is my second go around and boom, yeah. I have it. Right. Last year, um, I was very close to it. It's just I had a few missed races that I didn't make up uh, due to, you know, family functions and such that I had no control over. Yeah. Right. Because that, that's how it is with my family, you know, South Americans. Yep. Right. We, my mom, you know, my family, as much as they want to understand the sport, they don't understand it that much. So when I'm saying, no, I have to go race. They're like, no, you don't, <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, but you race the next Sunday or you, yeah. they don't really understand. It's, it's not like that with my dad. Like I said earlier, my dad's a car junkie like me. Yeah. He loves Formula One. <laughs> so um, because of that, I placed fifth, a uh, very close. I was almost tied for fourth, but um, had I, I did the calculations and uh, for the points of with my average scoring last year, had I been at those uh, few races that I missed, I would have won the championship. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Or, or been very close. Yeah. So, you, you so, know, you, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Um, I was okay. just going to So it was, it was disappointing to hear, but also at the same time, you know, uplifting to know that I could do that. You know, coming, coming so, so close to a championship when you, when you do your calculations to, it, it kind of lights a, a fire in your belly. We, I hear that all the time from a lot of guys I talk to. And, you know, when, when they lose by, you know, when I reference Fast and Furious here, they either, you know, if you lose by an inch or by a mile, you're yeah. trying to find that, you know, you're trying to find that gap. You're trying to find how to beat him by an inch, how to beat him by a mile. And, yeah. you know, it's, it, it does drive, it does drive people to get better to, to, you know, go out there and actually perform. So for you to hear that you you spent a lot of, uh, of the off season training and getting yourself prepared for the year, it's, it's uplifting to hear because, you know, it's that, that's the kind of thing that I, I hate to say it is that people are looking for. You want to see the people who almost sacrifice everything to their craft because that's all they know. You know, yeah. we, we hear that all the time. Uh, it doesn't matter who you're, who you're talking to. You, if you want to be the best, you, you got to sacrifice a lot to be the best. Yeah. Um, <coughs> but this year you're not going to miss any races as far as you know, as far as I know, we're, it shouldn't be a problem. All right. That's uh, what I'm hoping. <laughs> hey, you know, you never know. Um, yeah. Like happens. Exactly. Uh, I want to hear a little bit more about this rent to ride program because to me, that's that's so interesting because I, I hear about it in Hamilton and, you know, where I live now, I can't 
I, I've I've done online leagues of racing um, on NASCAR four and yeah. uh, Tony Stewart dirt stuff um, with, with a good friend of mine from from Oklahoma. Uh, if you if you believe that, uh, <laughs> one guy was one guy was from North Carolina. I was in a league with, and then another guy was from Oklahoma. Wow! Uh, so That's it great. was oh yeah, man, it was it was awesome. And the only problem is, is I, I used to do these podcasts on Tuesdays. I used to record yeah. on Tuesday nights. Um, and now I, I have to do them Sunday nights. So that way I can have them up usually by Tuesday morning. Um, except for this week, this week is going to be a little different. We're going to have yours up on Wednesday. I need to do all the work on Tuesday night. Um, but I'll, I'll let you know, <laughs> see after our interview here. Um, yeah. but it sucks because I, I don't get to talk to those guys anymore. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm still friends with a few of them on Facebook and they, uh, you know, they're, they're great guys, but I, I want, like I said, I want to hear about this rent ride program. So how did you hear about it and how did you get involved in it? Um, so like I said, uh, when I was talking to Brian about racing for BGR, um, he said it would be more, he wanted to see, um, uh, me get some experience under my belt yep. before putting me in the car. Um, just not only as a safety standard, but, uh, to show, demonstrate that I knew I would, what I was talking about and that it wasn't just all talk that I, I didn't have that skill. Um, so he got me into contact with his friend, Daryl, yeah. who runs the program at Mossport. So we talked a bit, we ran numbers about what it would cost to run. So you would have to buy your membership which was $110 for the year. Okay. And you would, because I had no racing gear either, Mossport had a start of the season package, which okay. would give you a race suit, rib, uh, these flimsy rib protectors, a neck brace, uh, gloves, and a helmet, all for about 500 bucks. Okay. Then you would have to get your license, which was 10 bucks. And then each race last year was about $80. <laughs> so all the while um it wasn't really that bad right no it doesn't, uh, doesn't sound like it for for what it could have been it wasn't that bad yeah um, right that that's what started uh me off of my working journey because i knew if i wanted to pursue this my parents wouldn't be there to support me through it financially yeah uh, so i got up i got a job and now I cook at a, a Chinese restaurant of all places. <laughs> Which with you, they, with you being 16, you're still in school, correct? That is correct. Okay, so you're still in high school. So you go home, or you don't even go home. You go, by the sense of it, you go to work. How long do you usually work? I got to, because I got to hear this. I got to hear how dedicated you are. Yeah, so um, right now I'm only entitled to about four hours of work unless it's busy. Yeah. Because it is a small business. So if it's busy, the longest I've worked is about six and a half hours. Oh, wow. Um, I work every holiday as well. So Christmas, New Year's, yeah. uh, birthdays, all of the above. Um, I'm at work there from as long as they need me. Yep. As early as they need me. <clears throat> and as much as I can, it's more of um, I, I get the working mentality from my dad, too. Um, you know, they give me a schedule. I show up on time or early, no complaints. I work, no complaints. And then I come home. 
Yeah. And it's kind of that thing. And then, so it's not too long of a shift. It's not bad. It's just sometimes it's dead. So it's kind of boring. But it happens. Just, yeah. Um, thankfully, I've met some, I've got some good coworkers there, though. Like my, my manager, love that guy. He's the nicest person you'll ever meet. Um, then I, I uh, met the person who was in charge of training me before uh so he's he's in the reserves actually okay so he wasn't there to train me i was trained under um two other co-workers yep but when he got back and i met him we uh we got pretty close so it, it was pretty easy he's a funny guy he's pretty uh fun to be around too you know it makes it not as boring as what it is yeah when it's not busy when it's busy you can have an range of uh a day you know yeah. it can be anywhere from stressful you could have a bunch of issues or it could have been you know a good day so it, it's typically a good day but sometimes we do get those stressful days which are not the best absolutely hey i, I know <laughs> how those are man um that's good though like it, it's good to hear that you know that you have this mentality of work hard and, and essentially don't um, and this is, this is nothing against your parents. It's a, uh, don't rely on your parents to, to do what you want to do. Sometimes you just got to yeah. get up there and do it yourself. Um, but man, I, I, it's, I, I, I can't say enough. I'm like, I'm proud of you, man. Like, I, I hardly know you from our little talks, but like, I'm proud of you. Um, but so we're going to, we're going to touch on a couple more things here. And, uh, and I, I want to hear about, you know, you, you have these goals, you have these dreams of, ma- of making it to up to the next level. What are your steps to get there? So obviously you, you say you got some meetings, you've had some meetings with guys. Um, what do those meetings entail and how are you going to essentially attain your goal of getting to that next level? So with these meetings, so, you know, with uh, cast, it's generally about information gathering in terms of what I need for, my uh provincial license yep so it was just a run of the mill of those things um being introduced to people who could help me in terms of renting out um cars for those five races and uh getting in touch with racing schools to work out a plan with that um you know with um the guy at with the director of the era which is the electric formula four series um that was just giving me the rundown of what the series is how the series works what i can expect what i don't what i shouldn't expect uh just all those things and um he really helped me walk through the process of understanding what i needed to do to get a license okay and he was also um giving me great tips on uh look on how to look for support as well from uh you know different companies for sponsorships or even you know uh cask or the asn yeah to help with me going to europe to race uh so uh i really appreciated that as well um when it's with teams it's also another information talk but it's also kind of a negotiation at the same time like i said i am new to this but um I know when I'm being, you know, scammed or 
you know, taken advantage of. So it really puts into perspective of how I'm listening to it because when I'm in these talks, the person's saying one thing, but I could be hearing three different things. And that yeah. really determines on um, how it's going to, what the outcome is going to be. Because I don't have an agent for myself to be doing this for me. So yeah. it's really just me doing this. Um, <coughs> sorry. Uh, that's really it. You know, with, um, with companies, it's arranging, um, you know, a meet and greet, whether in uh, virtually or physically. Yep. Um, I, I prefer the face-to-face meetings as they're more professional than they are virtually. You know, Absolutely, they are. You walk up, shake their hand, you know, all that stuff. Well, compared to here, you just kind of like sit there and introduce yourself. Yeah, it, you know, I, I completely understand where you're coming from because, like, that's something that even I want to do for myself is I want to get, I want to make a studio and so I can have, you know, my co hosts in the room with me. I can have my guests yeah. walk in and, and, you know, it's <coughs> because. Yeah, you, you, I've, I've had guys on the show who sometimes don't seem interested or, or in essentially what we're talking about or, or like they're, they're a guest. I'm not harping on anyone really, but that face-to-face that, you know, if we were, if we were sitting in a room it's in talking about doing this, it's going to sound completely different compared to yeah. sitting through Zoom like this because you actually feel that connection when you're talking to someone, whereas through here, it you're you're you still got that connection but it's not as it's not as strong because you're because you can't physically reach out shake his hand and sit him down and and you know be right with each other to talk so honestly i I completely get where you're coming from with that yeah sorry um but yeah that's exactly what i mean like it's a different um energy in the room you know and it it really gives you a chance to like show off who you are better absolutely you know, the person talking to you can clearly see who you are just based off of how you sit and, you know, that energy you give them. Absolutely. So that it, I find that extremely important when talking with companies in terms of um, a sponsorship, um, especially in the fact that they expect some kid just to walk up in the room, you know, be all at, like nonchalant, act like a teenager and uh, be completely unprofe- uh, unprofessional and just be there to ask for stuff or money. Yeah. Right. But in my terms, it's, you know, I walk up professionally, I shake their hand, look them in the eye. I sit straight. I make sure that I'm keeping eye contact with them and keeping engaged. But I also, uh, I'm there not only to uh, gain a sponsor, but I'm also there to establish a link for, them to use right for me to be an asset rather than me to be a cost absolutely and that that's what sets um me apart from other people because like i said other people are just there to expect free stuff or free money while it's really just um you know a two-way street they may give you money or things but you have to show them that it's not at a cost that it's you know a partnership yeah and that's another thing that i love about in person because again like i said being professional showing your energy and showing your overall respect 
will help lead to that and show them what kind of person you are. Hey Amen. You're definitely not wrong there. <coughs> uh, we're just about to, so we're going to jump into our uh, fan question period here. Whereas you saw earlier, I messed up. I butchered your name and I'm really sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, as you saw earlier today, we, we put out on Facebook and Instagram that you were coming on the show. And if anyone had a question for you, feel free to submit it and we can uh, put it in and we'll, uh, we'll ask you, are you ready to answer them? Yeah, sure thing. All right. So the first one is uh, Mike Huey zero. I mean, I'm Huey zero seven. Oh. Tell him I said, thanks for the win. <laughs> That's Michael. That's the guy I was chasing down last Sunday. <laughs> uh, and then he also adds, ask him if he's going to race club next race club next year. Um, that's something I was thinking about that I should be involved in, but I also with my thinking um, of seeing as I have the opportunity to go race in a higher level that right now my focus should be on that. Yep. And if that does fall through, right. I would already have the funding and knowledge I need to race in club. Okay. That's awesome, man. Uh, those are our fan questions this week. We want to thank everyone for submitting them. Make sure you guys tune in next Sunday to find out who will be uh, jumping on the show and, and submit your fan questions on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you, Dante, for uh, answering them tonight. No worries. Um, so I'm just going to, I'm about to let you go, but I want you to tell us where one, everyone can find us, find <coughs> you on social media. Uh, when's your next race? And uh, yeah, anything else you want to add, sponsors or anything like that, well, feel free to add. This is your uh, your portion to thank everyone. Yeah. So um, uh, you can find my Instagram at Dante Quiz. So it's my last name without the E. Yep. Um, that's my primary source of social media. You can find uh, posts and updates about my races as they progress. Uh, my next race is this Sunday, June 12th. So I'm excited for that, getting ready for that. I'm trying to recover from this cold that I've got um, just in time so I can race. Um, sponsors, you know, um, I'm sponsored by that Chinese place I work at, Yang's Chinese Food. That's the uh, white cap I wear. Okay. At the race. You'll see it on my Instagram. Um, also sponsored by R&B Roofing. That's uh, a roofing company here in Barrie, as well as Dream. So Dream is uh, two things in one, really. It's a sports academy, uh, but it's also, uh, sorry, I'm trying to remember what he does. It's all he, good. He does social ma media management. Okay. Right. Uh, to help portray your platform for your dream. You know, um, it's my brother, so you should appreciate hearing this. You know, I don't have all the logos on my suit yet, as they do cost uh, money and take time. Yep. But they are coming. They should be here within the season. Uh, but, yeah, he will help you set up a social media platform. He'll manage it for you, run ads to advertise it. Um, he's also starting up a sports academy uh for kids so for things like soccer and other things 
And I thought that would be a great thing to collaborate with, not only because he's my brother and he could use that hand for me, yep. but um, as a uh, as a South American uh, racer, you know, there's so few of us on, and there's so few kids in general who, uh, you know, come from wealthy families to, uh, you know, to have that support in racing yep. compared to the vast majority who don't have that support. So with that sports academy, my thinking behind that is I can help out with that in supporting other kids like me or other kids who can't support themselves to be able to race in some sort of way. So that, that was my thinking behind that. So it was kind of a no-brainer to represent that. Absolutely. Sounds like that definitely sounds pretty, really good, man. Um, is there anyone else you want to thank? Um, thank you for hosting me on the show. Anytime, yeah. man. You, you always have a, you always have an opening here. If, uh, if we got an opening, I'll, you know, I'll be more than willing to re- reach out to him. We can chat some more about it. All right. Sounds good. All right, man. Uh, I think we're going to let you get going for the night here. Uh, it was definitely a pleasure right. having you on. And uh, yeah, man, like I said, thank you. Good luck this year. And uh, hopefully we'll, uh, hopefully we'll see you do great things. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Bye now. Bye. All right, guys. That was uh, Dante. And uh, we want to thank Dante for joining us this week. It was a pleasure chatting with him and getting to know him a little bit more. Uh, you know, he's followed me on, on social media, on Instagram there for a while. And uh, he has to come on. Well, last year at some point, and it was nice to actually get and talk to him and uh, uh, and chat with him a little bit. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, wish him nothing but the best all throughout uh, 2022. Uh, next week on the show, guys, you guys will find out next Sunday. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, guys, I'm I'm kind of rushing through this right now. I'm like I said, I've said throughout the show, I'm not feeling the best. Uh, Make sure you guys are supporting Joe Media. We do have a merch and apparel ready to uh, be at your doorstep. Head on over to our Facebook and Instagram page and uh, click the link, and it'll take you right to uh, whatever one you want to get. I'm currently supporting a True North Crazy podcast hat, but I do also have a sweater, and and you know it, they're they're fantastic, and it shows your support for the for the podcast for Joe Media. Thank you guys. Um, Next week, you guys are going to possibly find me at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, should be there next uh, Saturday for the Young Drivers Canadian Modifieds. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting back to the track. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, make sure you guys tune in next Friday to see where all your favorite general media drivers are uh, running this weekend. It's or that weekend. Uh, should should be almost a full card, I think, of drivers racing next weekend. It's going to be crazy. And, uh, yeah, other than that, guys, that's going to do it for me this week. Uh, thank you everyone to listening to the true North crazy podcast presented by Joe media and promotions for, uh, you know, I want to once again, send my well wishes out to uh, Megan and Caitlin as they are, are getting over and uh, feeling and hopefully they feel better here tomorrow. Uh, hopefully we'll see them all next week. Thank you everyone for listening to the true North crazy podcast. Uh, my name is John Morrison. We'll see you guys next week. Bye now. <laughs>